Good evening, everyone. The readings we have today are kind of one of those readings whereby preachers could try to avoid them because they're not very easy reading if you put them in the context. Because people try to go on and on to romanticize these words and say, maybe it didn't mean that. But to understand the whole readings today, we have to go back to the context Jesus is using. The question we have dealing with today is about salvation. How are we saved? In the first, in the first reading from the book, prophet Isaiah, the book we've read from is called the Trito Isaiah, <clears throat> the last section of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is divided into three sections, Proto-Isaiah, Detro-Isaiah, and Trito-Isaiah. And this one has like 10 chapters from chapter 56 to 66. And he's answering the question which will be asked 200 years after the exile. Because among the Jewish people, they were the chosen race, the chosen people. And because of them, when they went to the exile in Babylon, it was a time God punishing them, not because he hated them, because he loved them. He chastises us because he loves us. So it disciplines us because he loves us. The two things people don't like in the world to talk about today is discipline. But it's all about the divine discipline. God, as a father who loves us, also goes into the divine discipline. Not because he doesn't love us, because he's teaching us a lesson. He's bringing us back to him. So in the reading today, the Jews from Babylon, they're coming back home. And they have been there for more than 47 years. And what they do? They intermarried with other Gentiles. Now the question is, is God going to accept these foreigners as his own people? Because they come back with their wives, with their inroads, and they're part of them now. They're part of their families. Now, Isaiah answers the question and says, yes, God is not only God of the Jews, is a God of all the peoples. He goes on even to say that they will even become priests. Now, that was very terrible language to say because they knew that in the ancient Jewish world, only male born in a certain family of the Levite could become priests. So when Isaiah says, yes, they'll even become priests, Jerusalem is going to become the magnet of attraction, that even these Gentiles will go back to their homeland and become missionaries. So he's answering the question, who is going to be saved and who will be left outside? Isaiah is saying, all people are going to be saved because that's what God wants. That's why in our gospel today, Jesus is teaching and heading his way to Jerusalem. Now, every time you hear Jesus say, the Bible says he's heading to Jerusalem, there is one thing, a cross. It's going to be crucified. That's what it means. He's going to Jerusalem. That's why he's there. And someone is asking him, Jesus, is it only a few of us will be saved? But that question is very good. But Jesus doesn't answer that question. The one asking is a Jew asking a rabbi that is it only us, the chosen people, the sons of Abraham, are going to be saved? Jesus says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. 
He's telling him, just because you have a relationship with Abraham, it won't save you. Just because I am a priest is not enough for me to go to heaven. Just because I already say my prayers, it's not enough. He says, strive through the narrow gate. So going to heaven, which is our primary goal, we have to strive for it. We have to work for it. It's not just a given. So the one who was asking, because he was a Jew, asking a fellow Jew like Jesus, is it only us? Jesus says, no. The field has been set. Everyone has access to God. Everyone has access to Abraham now. He says, not only you, because, because of your relationship with, with Abraham. He says, everyone. So now the question is, how do we strive that Jesus is teaching us? Just because we know his name is not enough. Oh yeah, we ate in your name. We went to the church every Sunday. Says so it's not enough. What's enough is to be a disciple. Follow me. He's going to Jerusalem to lead the way of discipleship. So every morning, God gives us an opportunity to do that. That's why every evening, before you go to bed, you ask yourself, how did I be a disciple today? How did I allow God's will to be my will? So many years ago when I was new ordained, I was giving a retreat. And uh, there was a couple that came to the retreat. They were a lovely couple. And then I was doing counseling in between. So the lady came and says, Father, I cannot sleep. I said, what's wrong? She says, nothing is wrong. I, don't just, I just can't sleep. So I say a very simple prayer. So let me pray for you. Now go back and sleep. She comes back maybe at 11 p.m. I can't sleep. I said, what's going on with you? She tells me nothing, really. Everything is okay. Nothing. So okay, go back to bed. The following day in the morning tells me I cannot sleep. I ask her, okay, tell me the whole story. What's going on in your life? Says, I am married to my husband. I have three kids, blah, blah, blah. Everything is okay. So all of a sudden, I look at it, her finger and she has this very fancy ring. I ask her, oh, that's a nice ring. Where did you get that from? And she says, it's from my former boyfriend. Okay. You are married now to another man. You're having a ring of another boyfriend. I said, you know, I can give you an advice now. Get it off your finger now. Go and throw it out. She told me, Father, it's diamond. Can't you see that? I said, I don't care if it's diamond. That ring is not only diamond, it's a memory. It's going to destroy you, destroy your marriage and your family. Because you're still holding on to this memory you have. So she told me, Father, you're very, very narrow-minded. I said, yes, that's very true. But I know the path to heaven is narrow. So today, as we come to worship our God, he's asking us, what is holding on to you in your life that is preventing you from taking the step? God is always saying, come follow me. Each day you get up of your bed, the sun is outside shining. Ask yourself, what does God ask me today? Because every day he says, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. Let's now go and fulfill my will. And once we do that, then God is glorified in our life. And so we can say, we are Christians. The Lord be with you.